This is Brad Starks from the Roto Lounge. I just want to remind you, if you want that insider information, the strategy on how to be one step ahead of your competition, find us at patreon.com slash rotolounge. What's up? What's up? Welcome back to the lounge. This is your boy, Brad Starks. Thanks for joining another episode of Prospect Breakdown. Now, I was pretty excited the last one about Rashad Bateman. My audio was a bit off because I was trying to film it for video, but I'm going to try to sound much better this time. I got the microphone closer to my mouth, so hopefully I sound a lot better. And we're going to get started on wide receiver Jalen Waddle. But before we get started... You know what time it is. It's time to get something nice and spicy in our glass. Tonight, I'm drinking some Sazerac rye, straight rye whiskey out of the Buffalo Trace Distillery uh, made by the Sazerac Corporation. The official, the official rye of New Orleans for their Sazerac cocktails. Now listen, I want to put out a lot of prospect evaluations, So I'm going to have to make these podcasts quick, you know, quick to the point, to the point, no faking, cooking these prospects like a pound of bacon. Did I just quote vanilla ice? Well, my point is this. I'm going to have to make these podcasts quick. So I'm going to make these 15 minute podcast breakdowns. I'm going to start my stopwatch. When I hit 15 minutes, we're going to have to make it a wrap so that I can continue to knock these out for you. So let's start our time clock and let's take a sip of some rye whiskey. Cheers, fam. Mm, This rye is so good. It's smooth. It's spicy. Mm, I love it. All right, Jalen Waddle. Now, I am excited about Jalen Waddle, but I'm not really as excited as I thought I would be. And I don't think that he's going to be one of the top wide receivers in this class. And we'll go over that in a little bit, but let's talk about the analytics piece before we talk about the film piece, okay? So Jalen Waddle was born November 28th, 1998. He's five foot 10, 182 pounds. The beginning of his freshman season in college, he was 19.8 years of age, okay? That, my friends, is an old ass freshman. All right, I made a tweet. Brian Edwards was a freshman at South Carolina at 17 years of age. By the time he hit 19.8, he had already accumulated over 100 receptions, 1,300 yards, nine touchdowns. I mean, he was doing very well in college football even before Jalen Waddle even hit college football. So Jalen Waddle was dominated high school at 17 years old, 18 years old, made it to college at 19 years of age. That right there is my first red flag, okay? Now, I know maybe he started school late, and that's fine. But if you're going to dominate at almost 20 years old as a freshman, and he didn't really dominate, he was a great dominant return man, and we'll get into that. But I put a lot of emphasis on that age, right? If you can come in on a level that has grown players, and you're young, and you're dominating, that holds value 
more than a player that comes in as a freshman and is almost 20 years old playing against guys that are 17, 18, 19 years old, right? So we can look at his his class rank. Oh, he was a freshman. He did this as a freshman. But really, Jerry Judy was the same age as a sophomore, much better. So you have to take that in consideration when you talk about these players. So Jay Lamar was 19.8 on August 1st of his freshman year of 2018. Now, he was probably the best. I think he was the highest ranked wide receiver that Alabama recruited. He was a four-star. He was the fifth wide receiver in his class. Uh, when he joined there, he had uh, offers from TCU, Texas, Oregon. But again, does that ranking of his high because he was so old in high school? We have to consider that. And let's talk about his analytics for a minute, okay? When we look at dominant rating, we want to look at the market share, right? I look at the receptions and I look at the yards. So receptions, is Waddle's total receptions divided by the total offensive completions and his yards, receiving yards, are divided between the total yards completed by the quarterbacks. So 2018 as a freshman, he was 19.8 years of age. He played in 15 games. He had 45 receptions for 848 yards. Okay. As a team, Alabama had 301 completions and 4,854 yards. So his receiving market share was almost 15% and his yards market share was about 17.5%. So as a 19.8 freshman, he does not qualify for a breakout age. Breakout age is at what point do you hit 20% of your team's offense, all right? As a sophomore, he had a down season. And we'll talk about that when we get into this film and I'll explain something about Jalen Waddle that a lot of people haven't talked about in the positions that he played at Alabama and it could explain why he had a down sophomore season. So at 20.8 years of age, he played 13 games, had 33 receptions, and 560 yards. As a team, Alabama completed 177 completions in that time, 4,343 yards. So as a reception market share, Jalen Waddle only had 18.64% of his team's receptions and almost 13% of his team's yards. Again, doesn't hit the 20% threshold that we're looking for. During these seasons, he's also competing with Jerry Judy. He's competing with Henry Ruggs. He's competing with Devonta Smith. We'll see how he compares. And I'm going to do Devonta Smith next because I want to have this Alabama offense fresh in my mind so I can compare the two. Now, as a junior, as a junior this past season, he was 21.8 years of age as a junior. All right, Jerry Judy went pro. Henry Ruggs went pro. Jalen Waddle and Devonta Smith are now the face of the Alabama offense, all right? Now, he only played four games, so you can only take the yardage accumulated in those four games. We're not going to look at the entire season. We're only going to look at the four games that Jalen Waddle played, and I did not include the national championship game because he came back to the national championship game. He even thought he might be a decoy. He, I think he had one or two catches, so we're not going to count that as a counting stat. We're just going to talk about the first four games of the season when he was healthy, and how he compared in that offense. So he had 25 receptions, 567 yards. In those four games, Alabama completed 90 passes for 1,518 yards. So that gave Jalen Waddle a reception market share of almost 28%, eclipsing the 20% that we're looking for to have a breakout age, uh, to have a dominator rating. Yardage, 37.5%. Bam! So he was a big part of that offense. But again, you got to remember, 
they don't have a tight end they were going to. So Irv Smith, someone like that, wasn't taking any of the targets. There was no Judy. There was no Rugs. Basically, it was Devonta Smith and it was Jalen Waddle. He did very well, almost 28% of the receptions and 37.5% of the yards. Very good. As a senior, he did not play as a senior. He went. He's going pro as a junior, but he's a very old junior at tw- almost 22 years old when he enters the draft. We have to take that into consideration. It's not like he's out here putting up these numbers at 18 years old, 19 years old. He's almost 22 years old. So let's talk about that college dominator that I'm talking about. What I look for is 26% or higher. A lot of people you listen to, they're looking for that 20%. My model is looking for that 26% or higher market share. It indicates that a wide receiver is going to have uh, the potential to be a number one or a high caliber contributor. 20 to 25% indicates a mid-level talent with you know situational upside. And less than 20% is a red flag for me. I take all of his career numbers and I look for that dominator rating. So I want 26% for your career. Receptions, Jalen Waddle had a 20.43% dominator for receptions and a 22.57% of his yards. So he does not hit the 26% dominator rating that my model wants, but he hits 20 to 25, which indicates a mid-level talent with situational upside. I think that's exactly what he's going to be at the NFL level. Looking at the breakout age, the breakout age for wide receivers is defined by their age at the beginning of the college football season. So when I talked about his freshman year, August 1st, I put as the beginning of the football season, he was 19.8. So every year in my model, we look at August 1st as the beginning of the football season. And if they post a dominator rating of 20% or more that season, we go back to the very beginning of the season, say, how old were they? So you're looking for that breakout age is 20% dominator rating to create that breakout age. All right. In this situation, Jalen Waddell's breakout age was 21.8. So that would have been his junior season, right? His last year, he played four games. He hit that. Now, as a freshman, he did very well. Uh, I think he was second to Jerry Judy as far as receptions and yardage. And as a sophomore, he was third to Judy and Smith. So Ruggs, Ruggs was not even an impactful player when you look at the analytics part of it. As a junior, Waddle took a backseat to Devonta Smith in market share of receptions at 28%, like I mentioned. Devonta Smith had 42% of Alabama's receptions in those four games. But in those four games, yardage, Jalen Waddle had more. He had 37% of the yards, while Devonta Smith had 32. Now, Waddle is, I believe, 11 days older than Devonta Smith. So they're both very old players. Right. This is what we have to think about. Jerry Judy and Henry Ruggs were dominating, doing very well at Alabama at, a, at either a younger age or equal age. As soon as those two go pro, Jalen Waddell and Devonta Smith really shine. Devonta Smith broke all kind of records, won the Heisman Trophy. Jalen Waddell comes out and does very well. We got to take into consideration why weren't they doing this when Jerry Judy was there? Why weren't they doing this when Henry Ruggs was there? And Devonta Smith did have a good season. And I'll talk about that when I break down Devonta Smith's film. But let's talk about what I see on Jalen Waddle's film. And I got a few more minutes here. I got about four or five minutes. So this is what I see with Jalen Waddle. When you turn on his tape, and I watched every of his touches as a freshman, I looked at his sophomore tape, I looked at his junior tape, and you know there are some things that we need to be concerned about. All right. The one thing that pops off the tape of Jalen Waddle is his speed. He has absolute electric speed. There is no doubt about it. In the open field, he is electric. 
Also, a lot of his plays are in the kick return game, the punt return game. He is an electric, absolutely electric return man. But don't let that piece hype you up that he's going to be a good NFL receiver. Okay, when I'm watching Jalen Waddle as a return man, he reminded me of Devin Hester, someone that was electric with the ball in his hands. Devin Hester played defensive back in college when he went to the NFL. They tried to convert him to wide receiver. And if you look at Devin Hester's NFL wide receiver plays, he actually looks like Jalen Waddle at wide receiver. They can run deep routes. They can run those short intermediate routes, get the ball in their hand, let them make plays because that's what they are. They're playmakers with the ball in their hand and they're electric. Does that mean you're an alpha wide receiver one at the NFL level? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And as a freshman, Jalen Waddle, he he had a lot of muffs on the punt returns, which reminded me of uh, Santonio Holmes, if you remember Santonio Holmes out of Ohio State, was an electric punt returner, was drafted in the first round, started with Pittsburgh Steelers, was a punt returner. He got a lot of bad press because as a, as a rookie, he muffed a lot of punts. But Santonio Holmes was a serviceable NFL wide receiver. I think he had one 1,000-yard season, but he was a situational player. He had that game-winning reception in the Super Bowl. He was fast. He was like a 4.40 40-yard dash, was electric. He looks about the same height and the same weight as Jalen Waddle will coming out. That could be a good comparison, comparing Jalen Waddle to Santonio Holmes to Devin Hester. And I think that could be the case. Now, here's something that I want to talk to you about that a lot of people don't really discuss. Alabama has a position on their offense called the capstone position. And as wide receivers come into that program, Nick Saban starts them out at the capstone position until they learn the offense because Saban wants every wide receiver to learn the entire offense. What's the capstone position? Basically, it's like a slot position at the NFL level, but they go in motion a lot. They are matched up against the weakest defensive back on the opposing team. Their design is to get the ball in open field and make plays, right? So Waddle's taking quick screens. He's going across the middle with with nice cushion planned from the slot. He's in motion a lot, misdirection. So as a freshman, Waddle played this capstone position and a lot of his plays were, were wide open. There was very little press coverage on him. There was very little defensive back in his area when he caught the football. And if you go back and watch the tape, you can identify this. As a sophomore, they tried to move him to the outside. But again, you had Jerry Judy there. You had Henry Ruggs there. The only time he was successful on the outside, I won't say the only time, but the majority of the time he was successful there is when he was running deep routes. Running deep, deep routes. And sometimes he was connecting, sometimes he wasn't. But he wasn't good enough to, to supplant Jerry Judy. He wasn't good enough to supplant Henry Ruggs. And Devonta Smith played a lot of that capstone position during Jalen Waddle's sophomore season. Devonta had a pretty good season that sophomore year playing the capstone. But when you watch their tape and you watch Jerry Judy against those two, Jerry Judy is far and away a better NFL-level wide receiver compared to Devonta Smith and Jalen Waddle. So I just want to put it out there that I think Jerry Judy is the wide receiver that we want if you're comparing the Alabama wide receivers. Now, Jalen Waddle had some really good college production. But again, I think it goes back to the position that he played. And, you know, I see a lot of weaknesses in his game that would translate to the NFL level. Now, we talked about his frame, right? He he has a very slight frame for the NFL, 5'10", 180-plus pounds. And, again, that goes back to 
what Santonio Holmes looked like. I think Devin Hester might have been 5'11 or 6 foot, around 190, similar height weight specimen. But their game, their games played the same. Uh, I think Jalen Waddle is a good slot receiver, but but he's he's one of those players that the NFL team is going to have to scheme him open. I don't see him as an alpha wide receiver that can line up on the outside against a number one corner in the NFL and beat them. Now, his speed is going to take him a long way in the NFL. His speed will take him a long way in the NFL, and that's why he's going to be a first-round pick because speed kills. You can't coach speed. You put him out there, they're going to outrun players. He will be a first-round pick because of that speed. And it looks like he might have speed like Henry Rugg, just electric. When he plays outside, he had there's a lot for him to learn. He has to get crisper routes. He has to learn how to attack a defensive back, make him move his hips before you know changing direction into his route. We don't see a lot of that because of a lot of Jalen Waddle's plays. There's a lot of cushion. When you see him against press coverage, and if you find tape against press coverage, he's not that good. He's not that good with contested catches he does make some and another thing that I noticed and it's easy to identify on tape when he's not getting the football you can tell when he's on the opposite side of the field he's jogging or you know he's given a half-ass block uh, but you can tell when he's not getting the football and when he is getting the football you can tell because he's going full steam ahead he's trying to get open he's trying to make moves and that's going to be easily identified at the NFL level also, his blocking is not that good. Very poor at blocking. He does get effort, but down the field, if he's trying to block and the defensive back or whoever's trying to get off of him, they typically do. So he, he needs to improve um, sustaining his blocks, and that's going to come with bulking up, adding muscle. I think he has decent hands. You know, he you, you do see some focus drops at Alabama, and I talked about that. Uh, if there's press coverage around him, he can feel that around him. Uh, he typically has had some drops in the past. Uh, he also needs to work on coming back to the football. He had a few routes where he's successful at, and again, it's because of his speed, his out-and-ups, his you know, kind of across-the-middle drags, going deep. He can execute those plays very well because of his speed, but when he has to run like crisp routes, timing routes, he needs to work on that coming back to the football, not letting the ball get into his chest, and those will come with time. To me, a lot of his success was getting open based on the play design and the way Alabama had speedsters running around the field. You notice a lot of his big plays is because he had cushion. They got the ball to him, and he just used his speed to outrun everybody. He tried to run a lot of different routes at Alabama, but again, he needs to improve on that because he was successful in the, the quick routes and, and the ones that, that allowed him to use his speed. I think that he's going to be a decent NFL wide receiver. I think that we could see him in the, the mold of the Santonio Holmes. Now, my model right now, and I don't want to put too much emphasis on my model because we still have to enter the pro day metrics. But right now, my model thinks that he has a top 12 ceiling and Again, but what that means is he could have a lot of top 24 wide receiver seasons. That one season hit that top 12, right? And then go back to being a top 24 wide receiver. I mean, similar to what San Antonio Holmes did. And I think Jalen Waddle could. He has the ceiling to be good. I just don't think it's going to be on a consistent level that we're going to want to spend our high draft capital on. I think he could be one of those players like a third-year breakout candidate where he comes in, he's a punt returner, kick returner, learns the offense, and by year three, really understands it and really has a good season. Someone that we can probably get a lot cheaper second season versus 
what we're going to have to pay for him as a rookie. I do like Jalen Waddle as a person. I mean, I, the fact that he came back in that national title game, even though if it was only a decoy, he gave it his all to be out there with his teammates. I do like that about him. But is he an alpha one wide receiver? I don't know. I don't think so. Uh, to me, when I evaluate Bateman, and, and Bateman is the only one I've really broken down, to me, Bateman is a much more alpha wide receiver one at the NFL level. He can run routes. He can run through catches. Uh, he can beat them at any level of the field. Very versatile. Doesn't have the speed of Jalen Waddle, but I think he's the kind of guy that can beat NFL tops corner based on the nuances of his routes and his se separation techniques. Jalen Waddle is going to beat you with speed. Okay, that's what he's going to do. He's going to be an electric wide receiver that beats you with speed, and that's good for fantasy football. We're going to score fantasy football points with Jalen Waddle as our wide receiver. But what is the cost to obtain that? I'm not taking Jalen Waddle over Rashad Bateman. I'm not going to take Jalen Waddle over Jamar Chase. Those guys just have the wide receiver one alpha type game. I think Jalen Waddle is going to be decent. Uh, he will be, in my, I'm, I'm sure, my top 10. But I don't think he's the kind of guy that we're looking at as wide receiver one in this class, wide receiver two in this class. I don't even think I would put him above Devonta Smith in this class. But those two are neck and neck. Those two are neck and neck. I don't think this class is as exciting as a lot of people with wide receiver studs. I think you have a lot of role players in this class. A lot of guys that, based on hype, are going to be good. But I don't think they're going to be NFL sustainable wide receivers. I haven't done their breakdowns yet, but this is just kind of on the surface watching and looking at numbers. Right now, Rashad Bateman is my number one wide receiver. And because Jalen Waddle is my second breakdown, he's going to be wide receiver too. Hopefully you enjoyed this. I think it's been about 15 minutes. If we went over a little bit, that's okay. We're going to get better at it. And I want to do Devonta Smith next, just so I have these Alabama wide receivers fresh in my mind uh, so we can kind of see what they're doing. Let me go ahead and finish this Sazerac Rye and end this podcast. I appreciate you joining me on the lounge. Until next time. Cheers to you, my friends. This has been Roto Lounge. All right, stop, collaborate, and listen. I sit back with my brand new invention. Something grabs a hold of me tightly. Flow like a harpoon daily and nightly. Will it ever stop? Yo, I don't know. Turn off the lights and I'll glow. To the extreme, I rock a mic like a vandal. Light up a stage and wax a chump like a candle. Dance. Caress the speaker that booms. I'm killing your brain like a poisonous mushroom. Deadly. When I play a dope melody. Anything less than the best is a felony. Love it or leave it. You better gain weight. You better hit bulls out of kid. Don't play. If there was a problem, yo, I'll solve it. Check out the hook while my DJ revolves it. Did I just quote Vanilla Ice? Burning them, being quick and nimble. I go crazy when I hear a cymbal and a hi hat with a souped up tempo. I'm on a roll, it's time to go solo. Rolling in my 5.0, put my rag top down so my hair can blow. The girl is on standby, waiting just to say hi. Did you stop? No, I just drove by, kept on. Pursuing to the next stop, I bust a left and I'm heading to the next block. The block was dead, yo, so I continue to A1A. Girls were hot, wearing less than bikinis. Rock men lovers, driving Lamborghinis. Jealous, cause I'm out getting mine. Shade with the gauge and vanilla with the nine. Ready. 
for the chumps on the wall. The chumps acting ill because they're full of eight ball. Gunshots ranged out like a bell. I grabbed my nine, all I heard was shells falling on the concrete real fast. Jumped in my car, slammed on the gas. Bumper to bumper, the avenue's packed. I'm trying to get away before the jack is jacked. Police on the scene, you know what I mean? They passed me up, could run it all the dope fiends. If there was a problem, yo, I'll solve it. Check out the hook while my DJ revolves it. Yo, man, let's get out of here. Word to your mother. Ice, ice, baby.